In 1906, an American astronomer by the name of Percival Lowell began his search for a planet beyond Neptune. Based on calculations from the believed irregularities in the orbits of Uranus and Neptune, Lowell and his team pursued the possible trans-Neptunian planet that he was convinced lurked on the edge of our solar system. Unfortunately, Lowell would die before he was able to discover the object of his search was the dwarf planet known as Pluto. In recent years, the possibility of another orbiting body has been raised by groups of scientists around the world. Some astronomers believe this object that could possibly be as large as Neptune may be orbiting through the Kuiper Belt, where the leftovers of our solar system's formation lay. The existence of this shadowy planet is not doubted by those who believe that we will be able to observe it moving through our sky as it will one day pass close enough to Earth to trigger a global cataclysm. This case file joined the theorists as they rock, then they roll, then they let it pop, and then they let it go in Planet X. to Alien Theorist Theorizing Case File 160 Planet X. Gonna give it to you. I'm Braden. I'm Zell. I'm Dan. And I'm Mr. Worldwide. (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Worldwide. (laughs) Just give me the green light. He's ready to go. Oh, 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 only oh, on oh, Spotify. Welcome to Spotify exclusive Alien Theorist Theorizing. Uh, thanks for following us over to Spotify. Tonight we talk about uh, Planet Nibiru, Planet X. Planet X. We'll give it to you. Tons of different things. Uh, but before we start, I got a quick I got a quick story I got to tell. Yeah? He's got to. Um, I was fishing with Mr. Conspiracy. The other day. This is fucking... Oh, this is going to be great already. Phenomenal. Uh, we're fishing. We go river fishing. Uh, we head down to the river. We got a couple of beers, of course. We're crushing a couple. Uh, ask me how much I know about river fishing. How much do you know about river fishing? Nothing. I Not a clue. <laughs> uh, so we go down there. We got our just whatever, our, reg- our regular rods that we used to like lake fish in. And this river is connected to the ocean. And there's big fucking fish in it. So we like head down there. We're like, oh yeah, we'll just cast in. So we spread out. He's casting in. I go down the river a little bit. We don't have any hip waders. We're just standing on the shore. Uh, We're just doing cast in and then slowly reeling in. No big deal. It's pretty fun. We're mainly drinking beers. All of a sudden, Mrs. Conspiracy, I hear this kaplunk and I see this big splash I look back up and he's like oh fuck oh fuck he's reeling in like mad I'm like oh fuck he caught it he got he caught a a lake sturgeon lock Nessie he's got her (laughs) he's fuck 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 oh fuck like he's going nuts I thought for sure I was like oh shit like I thought I was reeling in really fast because I thought I was gonna have to go help him all of a sudden he pulls in his line just rips out of the water and goes sailing past him and I'm like 
oh, did you got one, man? You, did it get off? And he goes, no, fuck, my shoe. I went, what do you mean? He goes, my shoe. I look in the middle of the river and up pops, bloop, a little Nike shoe. What? This is floating down the middle of the river. And he, this, uh, this is unbelievable. He's standing there with one shoe on. And I go, how did you even cast that out there? He goes, I don't know. But somehow he went to cast, whipped it back, hooked his foot that he lift to throw, hooked the bottom of his sole, pulled his shoe off, and threw his shoe into the middle of the river. Now, if you're following us on social media, I'm going to post this picture on Instagram for you of Mr. Conspiracy when I dropped him off at home in sheer embarrassment when he was wearing just a single shoe. Again, shoe. He was he was wearing these shoes and somehow he cast a shoe off his foot into the middle of the river. That's impossible. How is that you know, even listen, happening? Not maybe for that's, Mr. Conspiracy. No, no, no. Maybe it's not impossible. Maybe that's why all these random fucking shoes keep washing up on BC shores. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Maybe that's what fucking happens. It's not rare at all. True this story. happens all the time. <laughs> Uh, but we're talking about Planet Nibiru uh, tonight. Uh, Planet X. Planet X. Sometimes uh, much mi- talked about. Sometimes misconstrued. The two seem to be interchangeable. However, they are not quite the same. Planet Nibiru. If you go back way back in our catalog to Case File Twenty Two, we talked about the Anunnaki, and that is their home planet, according to Zachariah Sitchin. Is it Sitchin? Stitchin. Sitchin. Yeah. Sitchin. 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 Granddaddy yeah. of pretty much granddaddy of ancient aliens. Yeah, hundred percent. You guys want a little background on this this planet here? You want some of this? Let's hear it, please. You want me to give it to you? You want Mister Worldwide to elaborate I a little bit on it? Planet X, please <laughs> to give it to you, Mister right. Worldwide. All right, got you. We give you the green light, sir. N- Nibiru was a bountiful planet in the Chomwell sector of the Mid Rim, close to the border of the Outer Rim territories. It was home to the Gungan species and to a population of humans known as the Nibu. Naboo was pushed to the forefront of the galactic, galactic politics at the birthplace of the Dark Lord of the Sith, Palpatine. You guys, you guys listening? Yeah, I'm listening. Yeah, I don't see anybody being surprised here. This is pretty good stuff. You're right on the money, I think. Well, everybody, everybody yeah. knows that Star Wars is a documentary, so. Well, obviously. Stuff to live by. <laughs> you going to keep going? You want me to keep going or are you, you good? Are you going to keep going? I'm, I'm getting to the well, story. You're completely off. What did you study Star Wars well, for? This I think shit? I think that Planet Andrew's Naboo. actually you're talking Andrew's about Planet Naboo. confused uh, Naboo. Nibiru with Planet X, whereas Planet X is home to the Zalian uh, extraterrestrial species uh, who were unfortunate enough to encounter King Ghidorah and <laughs> asked the uh, Japanese for their help. Uh, by shipping over Rodan and Godzilla in order to combat King Ghidorah. And when they brought, when they were able to figure out a way to get Ghidorah and Rodan over to Planet X, the Zalian homeworld, the Zalians took control of Rodan and Ghidorah via mind control and then used them to wreak havoc on Tokyo. This is better better than Star Wars. Here's the thing. I have absolutely no idea if you're talking about this case file or making shit up. It sounds exactly like 90% of the shit we talk about. That 100% happened in in, uh, Toho production. I'm not surprised. (laughs) Man, we're on to some good shit here tonight. 
Also, the Zalians are the origin of Gigan, the uh, the cyborg monster from the Toho <laughs> collection. So Where's Mothra? One of my favorite from? ones. He's got a buzzsaw on his chest. Oh, blades for arms. Cyclops eye beams. <laughs> but if we're so, talking about Planet X specifically, the one that is also has a uh, loose connection to uh, Nibiru and the two often are confused or I, people often interchange the two names. Uh, Planet X is the name given to this rogue planet that is somewhere out in our solar system that has not been found yet uh, by modern humans and is uh, predicted or has been predicted in the past, actually multiple times and a few times uh, to have come in close contact. It's supposed to come in close contact or impact the earth at some point, uh, creating a doomsday scenario where our planet is either thrown off its axis uh magnetic poles are shifted i don't know the moon is split in two we got a thundar the barbarian situation going <laughs> on not really sure there's a whole bunch of stuff going on so but uh there's a lot to unpack with this one that's the only that's the connection to St- sitchin's nibiru is that it has this weird long orbit and that's about as far as the connection really goes because this one is more, more connected to a doomsday scenario where it yeah destroys earth or puts makes earth uninhabitable in some fashion where as nibiru is the home of the great and powerful anunnaki alien overlords who instill instilled civilization if we go that route but case case file 22 yeah. go back and listen yeah is there not also like you know i know there's a cataclysm but there's also a group to say that like potentially it's a global awakening Maybe it's not a cataclysm, but it's a global awakening. Is that more Nibiru? Is that Planet X? Or is that somewhere fall in the little gray area between the two? Uh, you'd have to go into, you'd have to uh, define which following that is because the Planet X seems to be a wholly a creation by one Nancy Leader, who is a self described psychic. And uh, she is a. Um, yeah, me too. Same. <laughs> I know on multiple occasions you have. Uh, you have proclaimed your your psychic abilities, but uh, she has claimed that she was contacted uh, during her teenage years. Um, actually, no, wait, no, actually, before that, uh, according to her official biography written by her, uh, she Legit. says that she was, I guess you could say, reincarnated. Uh, she gave the go ahead, or her soul somehow acquiesced to being reincarnated into the body of Nancy Leader uh, to be the sole intermediary between humans and the Zeta aliens, or aliens from the from the area of Zeta Reticuli, and uh, definitely Zeta Reticuli has played a part in a couple of other uh, conspiracies that we've yeah. gone down before. Now this 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 makes a lot of sense to me because you have this really advanced civilization that they're like, listen, we really need to contact someone on this planet. We really need to reach out. So we're gonna ran we're gonna reach out to this random fucking woman in Wisconsin who is potentially a psychic, and we're gonna fucking give her all the world secrets, and she's gonna be the one that gets the truth out. That 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 means a lot. That makes a lot of sense. I get it. Well, of course. Uh, yeah. And to it clarify, to um, she not she doesn't when she talks about her communication with these Zeta Reticulum aliens, they're not exactly one hundred percent accurate. Uh, she says that it's more like they give her impressions of what <laughs> she is supposed to say. So she, uh, I think she has described it as much as um, 
being shown flashcards of like pictures in her mind. It's not so much like they give her cue cards or words to say, or she's not exactly like a medium. She, they don't speak through her. They kind of just give her an impression and she can only communicate to these aliens. What the concepts that she understands herself prior to communication. So if you were to ask her about quantum physics or ask them about their understanding, like, you know, how to, how to travel uh, faster than light speed, uh, they wouldn't, she wouldn't be able to convey that. So therefore they wouldn't understand what she's sending to them. And then it would be, it wouldn't work. So are you saying those Zeta, Zeta reticuli are dropping breadcrumbs similar to Q and then you have to put these breadcrumbs together based on your own knowledge and that's how you get. Wow. I well, Basically what I think is happening is these aliens are showing up in her bedroom and just like the, what is fucking Pictionary, they show up and they're like two words, first word, and then they start mimicking things, and she's got to fucking guess them. They're just doing like, body That's what's rolls. Gonna... Yeah, like, I, I don't know. I don't know what. <laughs> Second word. No. Yeah. No. Hey, move on. Next one. Uh, it could be something like that. It could be some sort of a cosmic game of charades. Not really sure. Or they charades. just get tired at some point and not mm, uh, not being able to communicate through her but uh she has uh she made her predictions or she started making predictions about um about planet x coming through our shooting through the orbit of earth or coming down through the orbit of earth uh back as early as 1995 and uh when she started kind of somehow i i you know i can guess how 1995 birth of the internet information is becoming much more available to people um she she used i guess she could kind of either used or identified uh that there seemed to be or there was seemingly a increase in cataclysm like cataclysmic events there were increases in earthquakes or volcanic eruptions or things like that where where it actually wasn't that or people got the impression of that because Again, like I said, this is the birth of the internet. So you have so much information coming in and we have access to so much information that you would, you know, you'd be like, oh, I heard there was a volcano yesterday. And like, yeah, volcan- there's pretty much constant volcanic activity somewhere in the world all we, the time. We live on a on a planet that's floating. The crust is floating on magma all the time. Yeah, it's you a living, that, breathing planet. No, your pronunciation is terrible. It's magma. Magma. Okay, so let's just take, I just want a quick summary of this girl. So this girl, Nancy, she, how old was he? Was, what did, was she when she got started getting these premonitions? Um, she says that she was enhanced in her 20s uh, during a, a type of surgery that these aliens took her and that she uh, met a group of aliens from many different planets uh, with that a that were she claims were within the Zeta Reticuli star system, okay. and they implanted a bit of their DNA into the telepathic regions of her brain. So they hybridized this girl's brain with parts of their DNA, making her telepathic to be able to receive signals. Right. And now, she didn't realize that she had that ability until her 50s. So when she's 20, these Zeta Grays come down or bring her up. It doesn't not it doesn't specify exactly. They alter her brain so she can receive signals, but she doesn't receive exact signals. She can only understand what she already knows. Is that what I'm getting? 
Yes. Uh, she can only transmit to them. Uh, she's an intermediary or she compares yeah. herself more to like a literal translator. Uh, she's like, I can only communicate to them the things that I understand. So again, like if you asked her about, you know, quantum physics, like what are the, what are their understandings of quantum physics? How do they travel these vast distances? How do they communicate? Right. You know, via telepathy, how does that work? And if, if she doesn't understand those concepts, she can't communicate to them what, you know, what it is. So then the aliens aren't able to properly respond. For example, it'd be like if this show Dan wasn't here, but Dan would call me and tell me what I need to know before I come on the show. (laughs) And then I would try to rehash what Dan has explained to me. Yet I know nothing. So I wouldn't be able to explain it. That's probably pretty accurate. (laughs) Okay, I'm I'm picking up what you're putting down here. Now, what did I read about this girl? So she she almost 30 years before she realizes she can do this, mm-hmm. and then this is when she says she meets like an a, a high alien hybrid kind of creature, and this is when she leaves her husband and job and starts to pursue just like the truth of these Zetas. Right. So, in addition to her her these aliens unlocking her telepathic potential uh she was also the subject of hybrid alien children experiments apparently uh she was uh you know she gave birth apparently or not maybe not gave birth but was uh, they used her dna to create hybrid alien children and after she met one of these um i believe that it's it's her she claims that she felt you know that she She felt that her understanding of the universe has transformed and that, you know, she needs to go on and spread the word, spread the good news that there are, uh, there are aliens out there um, trying to talk through her through flashcards, some sort. So these guys can travel. They can they can travel from planet to planet, all that type of shit. But yet they can't find a better way to communicate with her other than fucking like vague symbols and leave that for her to, to interpret. Like, well, maybe there's. Like the evolution is so different between species that the telepathic connection is the only thing that works. Maybe, they, maybe, maybe if they like, they can't write anything down. They can't like. Number one, she's not. This girl is not a mathematician or some type of scientist who could understand. Like, and and, and let's let's, let's be let's be realistic here. Let's be realistic. Let's say for a second that aliens visited us, or Andrew, say you got picked up by aliens. And they're just standing in the room and you like, you don't know how to talk to them. You're like, hey, and they like, they're obviously not responding to your vocalizations. Eventually you're going to dumb down communications until you can communicate. Like, you know, you could do a little circle followed by a circle with a circle to like show that we're on the third rock from the sun, you know, one and one, a couple of one and ones plus two, like basic math. Like you're going to dumb it down so so you can explain to these things that you are at some level intelligent if you if you couldn't talk to them like you you would have to dumb it down if you if you couldn't use your primary communication techniques you would have to dumb it down to some level where you're like are you getting this and then but if, when you if get they a have response, the technology be, if they're advanced enough to fucking get to the planet and you know what i mean like i just have a hard time believing that they wouldn't have found a way to better communicate to this one all right here's i'll give you a counterpoint to that we are we are excellently we like think about our technology now. When I lived in Thailand, when I first dropped in Thailand, I couldn't talk to anyone. 
Yeah, well, there's, you should have got fucking Google Translate, and you would have had no problem. It wasn't. It wasn't. Uh, it wasn't like it is now. Oh, you fucking like there would be a method. We there is translation fucking tactics that yes, you could have. But what you I'm saying didn't. is that if they dropped down or they picked you up from Earth and they were trying to communicate with you, we don't even know their level of communication, right? Maybe they're communicate like if it's tel- maybe telepathic communication is is like us doing sign language, basically, right? Like that's not their primary form, but they've realized that that's a way that they can communicate with us is through this way rudimentary. Well, they had to hybridize her first though it's not like they just could do it they had to implant their dna into this girl so she could receive the telepathic communication so she's got their dna so she would be able to adapt to their you know ways of communication if it's telepathic well not exactly there i mean you could probably argue uh on some level that it is perhaps some type of like quantum communication where uh you know scientists now uh, they they just did a, an experiment just the other day where they have like you've quantum linked like two objects. So therefore, like you, you do something to one object, it happens to another object, you know, a, a certain distance Ooh. apart. You got to dumb it down for me a little bit. Is it like when you had your Game Boys and you got that cool cord and you could plug it in from the other Game Boy and trade Pokemon? Oh, uh, almost. yeah, the link but, cable. Okay. Beauty. Yeah, so remember you like trade that. Raichu and he evolved. It was badass. Well, badass. Eh, yeah, something like that, I guess. But you know, instead of that, Pikachu, you use uh, you know, pieces of DNA evolved. where you would have uh, you know, if you have a piece of their DNA or you have a piece of another creature's DNA, I don't know how the aliens would work, but you know, there there could probably be some argument where you could say that uh, you know, by placing some of their DNA and her telepathic regions, they're able to, you know, quantum instantaneous quantum communication, telepathic communication Dope. where, you know, you, you input information into one DNA, the exact same, you know, uh, uh comp- you know, if it had the exact same composition of the one that she has, and then it instantaneously across the universe is like placed into that one. Therefore she hmm. understands right. and, 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 communication takes place there there is some there is some uh you know there's experiments going on now with quantum you know teleportation and and instantaneous transmission of you know of particles mind you it may be something like that this this would be the same like she buys into the same theories that uh, stitchin was kind of selling too right like she says these are the same aliens that's that stitchin was talking about she and if it if it is those aliens they've already visited earth They've already integrated with humans on Earth. So fucking rights, they would know the language, would they not? I'm not necessarily sure that she says that they are the same aliens that uh, Sitchin's book, uh, well, Sitchin's work put through, that not necessarily the Anunnaki. Um, I think she linked Nibiru, perhaps. Like, I don't think the two things are like Sitchin definitely denied a connection between the two. Uh, you know, <laughs> I don't blame him. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, she definitely said that, you know, Nibir, her planet X, the 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 harbinger of Armageddon that was going to crush our planet harbinger or smash into our planet um, was she referred to it as planet X. Eventually it became Nibiru. It, either she became aware of Sitchin's work or, you know, maybe it was easier to identify it as that. But more um, wider appeal if you called it Nibiru based on his books, even though yeah, it might have so, not have been. It's true. Get some more recognition. And and to be honest, and since we've, you know, we've, what we've done since we did Pluto dirty, planet nine just doesn't have the same ring. Nope. Definitely not. Goddamn scroopy noopers. 
Ruined everything for Pluto. Draining their core, shrinking their planet, knocks it right out of the ballpark. It's not even a planet Bastards. anymore. Pluto's no, not a fucking planet. No, so listen to Jerry. <laughs> Nancy definitely got these communications from the Zeta, or she claims that she got uh, communications from the Zeta Reticuli. Uh, <laughs> right around the time, right around the time she had her midlife crisis and left her husband and her fucking kid. Right. I don't have the divorce paperwork in front of me, but uh, maybe somewhere around, somewhere around 1995 uh, that this planet X that was uh, hanging around our solar system on the on the outskirts somewhere and apparently had a orbital uh, year that is something around like three thousand, what she said, three thousand six hundred and fifty seven years. Yeah, that's where she's that's where she gets the she found Sitchin's work. And that's that orbital, the long elliptical orbit orbit of Nibiru is the same 3,600 years. Right. So, and she gave a deadline of this, uh, of this planet coming around and causing havoc on earth. And, uh, she gave the deadline of around May 15th in 2003, uh, with the, cl- like, that's when things would start. And then she said the closest approach of the planet would be May 27th of that same year. So, you know, within the 15th, that, that two weeks, you know, shit was going to get fucked up. Like that was, it could be the total end of a uh, situation. We're going to be riding around on crazy horses with our fabulous sun swords and Ukla the mock <laughs> and Thundar, the barbarian shit is going to be going down hard. Like that, that was her, that was her th- whole thing. That was what her was shtick. the date she said? <laughs> that was May 15th to May 27th, 2003. First date. So she's, oh, so she was wrong. So she was claiming that this planet on its long elliptical orbit was going to enter the inner solar system, not necessarily colliding with Earth, but becoming close enough that the gravitational effect would either cause a pole shift or change the weather so dramatically that the world would become, it's the apocalypse, pretty much. Doomsday. Yeah, that's very much how she presented the the scenario. Like things were going to, the, the, the poles were going to shift, you know, tidal waves, earthquakes, tectonic plates breaking apart. A, gr- a that great whole thing. flood. Is, that, great is flood. that just because the gravitational pull from this planet coming so close would just fucking devastate? Like, was that the theory? Yeah, that was kind of her theory. It was just going to wreck everything. Uh, I think it would, uh, the pole flip, I think was going to be, it was the, the main uh, the main point of her thing, and that would cause a whole bunch of like you know shifting of the electromagnetic field of Earth. But you know, well, like per- honestly, honestly, if the poles flipped right now, would my just like what would happen? Like what would change in my day to day life? Would I just be like my compass is pointing south? Well, I think the poles have flipped before, and I think they're not excessively worried about a, like a pole flip in the in the future. I know, I know that the magnetic north shifts from time to time and it has shifted like a, a well, it's always changing. The, like, right. the every year, the thing like it drifts like something like quite like quite a bit, like 20 miles or something, like every year. So GPS is always like taking that into account and updating constantly. But yeah, the, but the poles flip. So 780,000 years ago, the poles weakened and temporarily and rapidly flipped. So I'm not hundred percent sure on like, okay, so yes, there is evidence that the poles have shifted at some point in our, in our planet's history, uh, how that would affect life on our day-to-day basis, biological life, you know, as a whole, I'm not really sure unless it was something like, you know, if we, you know, 
the worst thing that could probably happen to us is that we lose our electro electromagnetic field. Like if we completely lost our EM field, like we'd yeah, be unprotected bad. by, you know, solar radiation, yeah. gamma radiation, all of that nasty uh, for a short period of just time floating around space. Like we'd, we'd, we'd be planet Hulk basically, basically. We'd basically. Be planet tumor is what we would planet cancer. <laughs> That's what we would be. I don't know that for sure. But if the poles shifted, I'm not sure a hundred, it might affect a lot of our electronics, like because our, our, our society is so dependent on the kind of technologies that we have now, it might be something of an inconvenience. It might be some kind of crisis, but I don't think we would, it would be something completely unrecoverable. No, I don't, I think, yeah, the technology, because I'm sure while the poles are shifting, like the magnetic field is probably, I don't know, it's, it probably weakens a bit, but that's not our only sh- like shield against all that stuff. Like, like atmosphere and stuff would still play a little bit of a part. So I don't right, know. Right. I don't know if that, like, so I think the science is still up in there. If like it dramatically, Dude, there'd be a lot of quickly. people with shitty tattoos out there. <laughs> <laughs> all you guys with your compasses and shit, you'd be fucked. Yeah. North is south, south is north, but, or is it, or would north be east now and, like how would that, where would they flip? Would they completely flip, or they flip a little bit? Or like, I guess you. That's yeah. what I mean. That's what I mean. Like if they flip, like do do would our compasses just point? Would they continue to point to what we think is north? No, I but mean they would move. Like if magnetic north moved, then the compass the would point north, north wherever the north yeah. would be, wherever the poles would oh, okay. rotate. Yeah. So you just oh. have to be aware that you know Florida is now north, and <laughs> you know Canada is south. Yeah, South. We'd be now. We'd be officially South America. <laughs> be the clean South. Yeah, I think if uh, what I think would happen if a giant like body came into cl- like close proximity with Earth, like say it came like really close, like say almost as close as the Moon or something, it would pull the Moon out of orbit, which would affect the tides, which would affect all weather on the planet, which would probably pull the Earth out of its orbit a little bit, which would affect like the distance from the Sun. And that would cause like a cascading effect of like just utter chaos. More than I think we. I think we would have a. I think we would have a like, like our tides. We would have a rising tide, unlike anything that's ever been seen. It would it would destroy coastal cities. Yeah, if like if you had yeah, so we have the moon now, and the Earth is spinning, and the moon slowly spins, so that controls the tides. But now, add a planet. What does she say it was like four or six times the mass of Earth or something? Uh, I think she's kind of changed it over the over the years. I think it's it's it would, changed it would a roll it would literally roll water like as the Earth was spinning, the the oceans would just roll over all of the land. I'm picturing Interstellar when they're on that one planet and it's a thousand foot tidal wave constantly. Yeah, yeah, basically. <laughs> it it honestly it a perfect to me storm at all times. All times this. This Jesus. theory gave credence to like the biblical flood to me. Like when I then when I was looking like when we were reading into it and looking into it, that's what I kept thinking about. I was like, well, maybe this is what caused the biblical flood is that this you know, this whatever planet X had come into orbit and it pulled so much water, you know, that the tides instead of rising whatever 10 feet Rose a hundred. Right. Well, here's my question, Nancy. 
Why the fuck didn't you build a boat then and start collecting all the animals? I know. Bitch. She should have started building it probably she, in 2002 when she went on Coast to Coast AM. And she Selfish. stated that for a fact, she, she was 100% sure that Planet X would be visible in daylight sky for six to seven weeks before passage. That you would be able to see because any astronomer, even an amateur astronomer, would be able to see a giant planet you know, hurtling towards earth, you know, six to seven weeks before passage. Yeah. Oh, so sure. uh, she stated that that was a fact. And George Nori, you know, you know, God bless him. <laughs> you know, RIP George Nori. He, he asked her like, are you, are you sure, uh, you know, uh, that, that, that this is going to happen? She didn't change. And she said, yeah, sure thing. You'll be able to see it in the daylight and it'll be as bright as this, like something like a second sun. You'll be able to see well, it. Amateur ast- amateur astronomers can see Pluto with backyard telescopes. Very much. So yes, you can see a planet four to six times or whatever she claims. You would see it. It would be vi- visible to the naked eye in the sky like well, well, well before. But I think she went on to say like it was actually hidden behind the sun, like the sun's light was blocking it at one point, and that what that's why you couldn't see it earlier. Right. She she came back on after, you know, 2003 world didn't end, you know, spoiler. Uh, she came back on coast to coast AM. Did guess, George give it to her? God. Did he give it yeah. to her? <laughs> you know what? The funny thing is like George, George is really good at like not. Uh, we talked about we talked about Braden and I talked about Mel's hole, uh, the whole like coast to coast AM saga of Mel's hole. And it, it, George Nori is just a great guy just being like, it sounds like he'll believe anything that you put out there, but, you know, Probably he doesn't really, but she went on in 2005 uh, and she gave the explanation that it didn't end because you couldn't see it like you it, the, the world didn't end, but it, it actually had gone behind the sun. She she describes our solar system like she has. A, I guess she has a very different uh, interpretation of our uh, our solar system. Uh, her and scientist. Her, yeah. Her belief is that our our solar system is a some type of binary star system where we have both uh, some type of either like a dark sun and a light sun, and you can kind of like see both. But she was saying that this that the planet X had passed behind like our one of the suns, and so that's why you weren't able to see it. She, yeah, it's a. Uh, that, that, so that why didn't it blow reason. up the planet though? It didn't because she, she was wrong in the prediction. She was wrong in the prediction. <laughs> the, the, these, pre- well, we, but she, it wasn't her. It was the aliens that told her, so they were wrong too. Well, we we talked about there's a the translations or something. Maybe it was a little bit off, and she got the math a little bit wrong. And maybe it was supposed to be not 2003, but maybe 2007. 2007. That was the next prediction she gave, and also that. George W. Bush at the time actually knew about it. And the invasion of Iraq was cover for this coming thing. And that was going to. Well, everybody, everybody knows that Iraq had stargates. So obviously we had to. Inra- well, yeah, to there was supposed them, to be right? invasion of Iraq and then uh, martial law in the States, keeping everyone at home. And then it was supposed to. Pff, that was it. That was the next prediction. Could you, could you imagine that? It's funny that you say that because we talked about the Iraqi stargate. Could you imagine that, like, in 40 years from now, we're talking about the U.S. 
the same way we talked about Nazi Germany, about like how they were into the occult. And that's why the U.S. was going like, yeah, there was oil, but there was also the theory that they had stargates. And that's why the U.S. was going in because George W. Bush was into really into the paranormal. (laughs) I mean, convince me otherwise. That's all I'm saying. It's a nice. I like it. I like it a lot. I'll even give it a little piano solo. Come back in for an ATT episode 2,750. Yeah. Check back in. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, she made another prediction saying that uh, 2000, you know, the Planet X is really coming. It's coming this time. It's 100%. It's going to show up. Uh, all of the the things that are happening in 2007, uh, you know, the invasion of Iran and Iraq, like those those things were indications uh, that that things were ramping up, that the these actions taken by the government, the government knew about this. Apparently, they were going against uh, Reagan's wishes. I guess Reagan had, had, had meant to have some type of creeping disclosure to get people ready for the the coming apocalypse of, or the coming arrival of Planet X. And, uh, you know, so this whole thing was that the the secret shadow governments were covering up for this, that there were actually... Uh, there were secret martial law declared in the United States uh, in 2007. I don't remember that. I don't remember I don't there recall. being a 2007 secret mar- I mean, because it's a mar- it's secret martial law. So why would how would I know? That was just the implement implementation of the police state militarizing the police as the secret martial law. Right. Cracked it because the militarization of the police will help us fight Keep Planet X. Keep us. I don't know. <laughs> Little did she know Lost that it. it was actually 2008 was the end of my world because that's the year the Detroit Lions went 0-16 and, and had the worst record in fucking that football history. That is the true evidence of Planet X. <laughs> Never really recovered since then. Uh, the Sumerians weren't actually writing about the destruction of the planet. They were actually writing about the Lions, the 2008 Lions going 0-16. <laughs> hey, listen, they're cursed. Why do you- go go talk to the Sumerians, man? Maybe they, uh, I'm sure that. I got a few cousins in fucking Sumer. You know, translate some tablets. Get out there, man. Indiana yeah. Jones it. I could do it. Okay, so 2007 comes and goes. Obviously, we're still here. So planet. Oh, so she's wrong again. She's yeah. Owen too. And now. she's like, Ugh, well, when's she gonna stop giving dates? Like, so 2011, she, she comes back. Uh, she comes back and she says that Planet X is still out there. And now she gives a more complete kind of uh, description of what it is, uh, saying that it has 23 times the mass and four times the di- the diameter of Jupiter. Holy uh, shit! She's saying that this thing, yeah, this thing is complete with oceans and land masses, and uh, she, huge. She- <laughs> so if it's that big, if it's that fucking big, you're gonna see it coming 100. Nothing is gonna fucking hide that. She calls it a brown dwarf, which is like somewhere in between like a star and a gas giant. Right. Which, which astronomers have actually, you know, identified these type of, uh, substellar objects and, uh, these brown doors, which are kind of the, they're the, um, uh, I guess like the, the interstitial position between, between a, a gas giant like Jupiter and a star, like you have a brown dwarf that hasn't completely hey, collapsed, I suppose, to turn into a star. Can we it's e- just kind of, can we, can we ease yeah. it up with this brown dwarf talk? I feel like it's derogatory <laughs> towards me and Dan. Okay. <laughs> Fucking save it. It's science. Bitch. I'm comfortable. Okay. With my science. I don't want to hear it anymore. Yeah. What, what would you like to, 
how do you, how do you want to PG the brown dwarf? What do you want to call it? Uh, brown vertically challenged gas giant. <laughs> yeah, brown vertically challenged gassy giant sounds about right. <laughs> Beautiful. So Nancy Leader threw out a couple of photos and she was saying that these photos taken by people who had no idea what they were looking at. Uh, she identified these photos that she got from somewhere uh, that these were proof that it existed, that uh, you could see Nibiru uh, or Planet X between us and the sun. Uh, and that at some point, Planet X had actually stopped Earth in its orbit. Huh? Yeah. Stopped in the uh, orbit? Yeah, and it somehow disturbed the particle flows from the sun. And, uh, you know, of course, people asked her, you know, why do the stars continue to move uh, from one night to the next, even if the planet is stopped? Uh, she didn't really uh, explain that one, though. So she's saying that the this brown dwarf or whatever just Whoa. vertically challenged planet of color. Better had stopped earth in its celestial orbit. Yeah, that was her, uh, that was her claim is that somehow this, this, this brown dwarf planet, brown vertically challenged planet had stopped our planet in its orbit completely. And it just, our, our earth was not moving anymore. I mean, she's pretty credible. Like I know she might've gotten it wrong twice, but she's, you know, like might as well take her for, you know, take her at her word. It sounds legit to me. I mean, if we're going by if we're going by Superman, the movie physics, then, you know, time would have stopped at that point. I think we would have noticed something. I imagine some some sort of Groundhog Day scenario. Interesting. Well, I'll say from about that point on, it, for me, at least, it seems like time has gone very fast. Yeah. Since 2000, 2011, 2011 to now. Yeah, it's been a blink of the eye. It's, it's, yeah. What happened? It was also, oh. it's, you know, funny thing about 2011, uh, 2011, there was just, there was only two uh, spotless days of the sun, which meant the sun, like for solar activity and like chance of auroras, 2011 was a fucking prime. If we were doing space news in 2011, every space news would have been like, fucking look outside because there's auroras, motherfucker, every single night, basically. There was, there was, it was, there was high solar activity in 2011, uh, 2012, and 2013. That was due to the, this planet X bumping into the sun a little bit, pulling a little extra solar flares off of it. Well, if you, if you look at that, like if you look at that, if let's just look at that for a second. So say she's would you right. Just look at it. Just look would at it. Just look at it. Just look at it. Just look at it. Just look at it. Look at it. So say look at it. fucking old Nancy was right. And, and, Planet Nibiru is coming in, and that say that affects the sun in some sense. From 2011, we had two days of spotless days. 2012, we had zero days. 2012, 2013, 2014, 2015 were fucking immaculate for auroras. 2016, we had 32 spotless days. 2017, 104 spotless days. 2018, 221 spotless days. 2019. 281 spotless days and so far in 2020 203 spotless days so it was like you you can actually see a flex of like solar activity so like maybe she was onto something was it uh um a colored 
vertically challenged dwarf planet Ooh, coming into easy. our solar system? Maybe. But you can definitely see a wave of a pattern if you're looking at solar activity. So maybe it not only affects Earth, but also affects solar activity. I'm you know, so a- fucking impressed by that little rant that you just went on because people who are not watching this live stream don't understand the fact that your eyes were not open for that entire thing. No, they weren't. You're completely like you're fucking dialed like minutes away from being meat draw. Oh, 100%. You got every single one of those words correct. And it was like, here. That was fucking super impressive. I wish I could replay what just happened. Can I do that? It was phenomenal. Look at him. I can't. Actually, I probably could pull up the stream on the other computer and pull it in and have a replay, but not another time. Okay, so 2011 comes. No collision. Nothing happens. Yeah, then you get 2012. Everybody's super party year. Everybody's favorite year. Okay, before we get into 2012 which was supposed to be the next end of the, not just from Planet X, going to give it to you, but from a whole wide range of theories converge in 2012, which we're going to get into right after this beer break. We'll be right back. Yeah. We're back. We're back. All right, so we left off the next major well, probably the biggest doomsday prediction of our lifetime has been 2012. They've made movies about it, and it was 2012 was supposed to be the end of the Mayan long count calendar. Right. 2012 was our big one. That was it. Everybody was ready to go at that point, I'm sure. Uh, it had been predicted that, the you know, everybody thought that the Mayans had it right for some reason or that the doomsday was going to arrive on 2012 in December, specifically yeah. the month of December, 2012. No apocalypse. It's okay. Wait, so this is Owen three or Owen four, three or four. Uh, this is, yeah, it might be four now for Nancy. Owen four. But right. now this yeah. theory goes then too though, because the mind long count calendar, the end of that, some people say like, I know Graham Hancock publicly apologized because in his first book, he said, that that was going he did also predict not necessarily in the same fashion an apocalypse of nibiru or planet x but like an apocalypse of some kind but now a lot of people have changed tune to say the minds didn't predict like a cataclysm it was just the the end of the age and the new age was like the age of enlightenment and like the age of the awakening a lot of people are calling it so brain you were saying at the start like a lot of people have tied this to like the awakening and so everything ever ever since 2012 that has been a thing or well, 2012, just to clarify, like the Mayan calendar, which ended its cycle on 2012 was just the end of that period of, of that age. You know, just how like every calendar that you buy that has, you know, a specific <laughs> breed of dog or supercars every month Dan, like, or the ATT, you know, uh, every calendar, calendar, every calendar I've ever <laughs> bought gives me at least two years into the next year. Or two months into the next year. <laughs> it's hilarious because it's just like, what do you do with those calendars? Well, you toss them out and buy a new one. Yeah, so, so, so people say that that was, it's not the end of, it's not a doomsday. It's just the start of the next age, the next long Right, count. it's just the start of the next cycle. Yeah. <laughs> Could you imagine you buy your fucking sweet, like, kitty calendar? You got cool kitties, like, water skiing and knitting and doing cool sports and stuff like that. And then you hit December and you go to, you go to flip the next one and it's not there. 
<laughs> There's nothing there. It's it. The fucking world's over. No yeah. more fucking kitties. Man, that's it. No Tragic. kitties, no life. I don't want to live. <laughs> I don't want it. I don't want to live. This is if this is a life that you're giving me, no more kitties, I don't want to live. Yeah, but how do you feel about this? How do you feel about now, you know, obviously we're in 2020, the real end times, and people are saying that the 2020 calendar without like you know, added uh leap years and shit like that would have actually fell on 2020. I think that's just moving the goalposts. So the, the 2012 <laughs> yeah. apocalypse, if you take into consideration some discrepancies in the counting of the calendar, could actually be determined that it could have landed in 2020. That's what you're saying? Yeah. I I would I would contest with that because the fact that the Mayan and Aztec calendars were pretty much accurate to the day in terms of celestial body movements, like you could they they were right on with a number of solar eclipses like they could predict solar eclipses and if you're going to tell me that their their calendar was off no, by like our calendar 8 years our calendar's off their calendar was correct our calendar's, they their had calendar it right. was precise dan our fucking kitty cat counter as Are oh, you talking about the Gregorian calendar? Yeah, like our calendar the was Gregorian calendar is like and the, the, oh, so okay. the conversion of the Mayan long count which was to the T to our calendar, which has been changed by fuck, well, it was changed by emperors back in the day. It's been changed a few times. Maybe uh, we lost. There's there's a case file we want to do is the fan, phantom time hypothesis as well in the future. But so maybe because it, let's face it, 2020 is the closest prediction to apocalypse we've got so far. We've got yeah, global global wrong. pandemic, but there's got, no, but there's no, uh, and okay, I would say all right, closest, sure, the closest we got. It so far. looks weird. You know, shit is weird right now, but it's not celestial level stuff. It's not like Dan, it's only October. We got two months, motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) So if in the two months that I'm proven wrong, sure. But for right now, what if Dan? What if the celestial body, like this, like like she said, is does not emit light. It's a like a it's a dark, a dark matter sun, a dark matter something. We can't detect it with modern technology. It's flying and right now it's coming closer. It's knocking off. It's changing the poles slightly. The poles are starting to accelerate. They're starting to flip. Everyone, there's more water in everyone's brains than ever Pulling before. Out, That's why but, everyone's acting crazy. Okay. Even if even if it were a dark planet you would still be able to see it because you would there would be parts of the sky that would be obscured by this dark object that doesn't reflect light i suppose like if you were if you were to go ahead and say that okay if you were to to Uh, give that that theory credence and you're going to be like okay allow for that that this planet is speeding through and it's weird you know holy you know absolutely impossible orbit and it is shooting through our, you know, our our planet's orbit close enough to somehow disturb our, you know, I, I don't know, <laughs> produce <laughs> produce the effects of all the crazy stuff that's going on right now. Uh, you'd still be able to see it. You you would just be like, okay, there there's some stars that I can't see today. No, nope. why is that happening? I got, I got it. I got an answer to that as well. This okay. is it's not necessarily a planet. It's an it's the Zeta Reticuli. There's, it's a spaceship and it has active camouflage on it. So whatever's behind it, it just transmits to the front. So you you think like you, you can't see it no matter what because there's stars 
It eclipses the stars, but then the active camouflage of the spaceship planet puts those stars on front, so you'll never you can never see it. And in that case, this girl could be right. For the first time in so then <laughs> you'd have to ask yourself the question: Why the Zeta Reticuli are flying a planet-sized gravitation, like a, a planet-sized spaceship with active camouflage, would probably require power supply of a Death of, Star. You know, absolutely enormous size. Why would you waste your 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 resources or your energy sources on a, a giant active camouflage? Spaceship. So you can get close enough to blow up the planet. We said Star Wars was a documentary. We did. Death Star. Right. And the Death Star didn't need active camouflage. You're just like, that's yeah, no Yeah, and that's and why the Alderaan's fucking rebels gone. blew it up, Dan. Yeah. Exactly. They left that one vent open. They blew and it. And then the whole that thing got blown up. engineering. Mm-hmm. I'm saying, I didn't make the theory up. I'm just trying to, I'm trying to c- come from all angles with this girl here, trying to help her out. Trying to help been, Nancy out because she needs it. She's been wrong she's a been few struggling. times. But yeah, I'm just saying 2020 is the closest prediction so far. There's a global pandemic, at least. There's one thing. But yes, it's not caused by but, a celestial body that we can see. There's not an increase in tectonic activity. There's not an increase in any of these weird things that she said were going to happen. I didn't, I, I didn't actually check that. Is tectonic, tectonic uh, activity stable? I have no idea. Yeah. I yeah. don't know. I, I didn't tell you. I have no idea. I, I, <laughs> I don't that. know. I haven't checked. <laughs> Raiden hasn't checked? You didn't d- d- deep dive into Earth's tectonic activity? <laughs> no, no, unfortunately. <laughs> Volcanic eruptions and the like? Earthquakes? No, of all the things I deep dived into, the, I, I've mi- I missed the tectonic <laughs> activity. Okay, now, so we, mi- we kind of skipped. There's one more guy who claims some predictions. So the, you have another personality. Uh, David Mead, who is a self-proclaimed Christian numerologist, which is not a real thing and doesn't really exist. It's not no, a real sounds thing. legit. <laughs> sounds super yeah. legit. That's Too a, legit. You lost me, Dan. You lost me at Christian. <laughs> he cites uh, verses in Luke twenty-one, uh, twenty-five, twenty-six, and he says that these are sign of recent events. Uh, that there is a he, he cited in 2017 uh, the solar eclipse around that time uh, Hurricane Harvey he said that these are all signs of the apocalypse uh, he claimed that the world was going to end in September 23rd 2017 well uh, he attributed this to a uh, planetary alignment that was going to happen he he tried to use this to support his claims. Uh, of course, he. I guess he didn't really check his uh, his calendar or anything because the the planetary alignments that he claimed were going to be the end of the you know civilization as we know it had happened four times in the past one thousand years and nobody had given a fuck. No, but this is the verse that Absolutely. he that he made his whole claim on. There will be signs in the sun, moon, and stars on the earth. Nations will be in anguish and perplexity at the roaring and tossing of the sea. People will faint from terror, apprehensive of what is coming on the world, for the heavenly bodies will be shaken. Well, to his credit, everything that was written in the Bible has happened and is real, so you can't blame him. It's the oldest oldest, uh, encyclopedia in the earth ever known. It's weird because I'm like the only thing. Did you, that, now, did you say encyclopedia? 
or did you say fairy tale book? I meant encyclopedia. Did I say fairy tale? Are book? you telling me that a man named Samson didn't beat a bunch of guy like a hundreds of dudes to death with the jawbone of an ass? Are you telling me that it didn't actually happen? Are you yeah, but he did right do now? that, Dan, until he got a fucking haircut. Samson was sucked. a giant. Hundreds of dudes, hundreds of Philistines. Yeah. Well, don't get a haircut. Jawbone. Rule of story. Ass. Sweet. Don't. You know, that's how I feel every time I get a haircut. I'm like, well, I could <laughs> I could fight zero Philistines now. Well, the reason why you're upset after haircuts because you know you've got like five haircuts left, and that's why you're <laughs> upset. So now don't imagine you point. never got a haircut, and you got one at like my level of needing a haircut. And then you get a haircut, and you're like, and as you're Samson getting your haircut, he's like, ugh. <laughs> Makes a couple of tight grins. And then they, they get Braden's little haircut punch card, and it's like, oh, fuck, I only got four haircuts left, and that's yeah. it. And then you get upset. It's and normal. then you just go either shave or buzz cut. But the only thing to me that gives, like, for the like the Christian angle at all, this guy was like David Mead to me is fucking crazy, first off. But the fact that they're like in the Bible, they talk about a great flood and stuff. I'm like, okay, that's the only thing in the Bible where you could make an argument to me. Like the Bible predicts planet X based on this, the great flood. That's because there's another planet that comes and pulls the tide so far out that it's unlike anything we've ever seen. If you told me that, I would go, okay. That was to it me, rain in the Bible, isn't it rain that causes? Yeah, it's rain. Floods? Yeah, yes. well, well, yeah, but it's, it's going to rain. It's yeah, going to rain every day until <laughs> it floods. But uh, you know what I mean. But if you, if that's, if if you told, if the Bible was like, no, that's due to another planet that is on its way, I'd be more inclined to believe that than it's going to rain every day. Is it another flat fucking planet that's coming towards Earth to hide God? Well, hey, maybe maybe it's a disc planet coming coming on it's, edge. It's at so us. flat. <laughs> it's such on the edge that you can't see it. And right before it hits us, it just turns its face. Got your bitch. Up our whole shit. Fuck. Uh, just I had a, I had a, I had a point to make to that. What was I about to say? Oh, okay. So I knew I could break it tight in somehow. Uh, Graham Hancock talks about younger Dryas. <laughs> I knew it. I fucking knew it. I said it. I knew it. Think about this though. You had a you had this bot, celestial body. It doesn't maybe it doesn't even get close enough to affect the Earth's tides or anything, but it was pulling along with it a trail of debris, and this debris is what crashes into the ice caps, like causing yep. massive global floods. <laughs> Rapid weather change might might result in worldwide rain for God knows how long. Raising sea levels 300 feet, seem, seemingly overnight. Maybe this is a that's the only thing I could say is because he they think it's a comet that like a fragmented comet strikes the polar ice caps, right, causing like massive onset global climate change. But maybe it yeah. wasn't a comet. The comet was just trailing Planet X, and that was mm. now four cycles ago and 2020. I'm, I'll make a prediction. Uh, December 12th, 2020 is when this planet's coming back. My basis on, on fact are about as good as the other ones. So Zeltra you know, it's great. Man. I hope, I hope in another 10 years, 
there's someone out there doing some sort of podcast or like mind cast, whatever they have then. <laughs> and they're like, and on uh, October 12th, 2020, uh, Zell predicted that the world would end. <laughs> he was wrong, but I and think what he meant, you. I think what he meant though was the year 2122 yeah. in October. I yeah, think that's what sense. he meant, and we're going to go with that. So I will, I will say that um, <laughs> most scientists, most scientists, uh, you know, who who are presented with the hypothesis of of this planet having some sort of you know three thousand six, nearly four thousand year, uh, you know, solar cycle that's going to go around orbit, uh, they would say that that that's impossible. It's been here before. It could happen many times. If that's the um, case, to, if you if it just by the physics that we know and the physics that we uh, we have used and which seem pretty accurate and 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 predicting and things that everything happen throughout else the universe and uh you would have a planet if it were on that like it's velo- and the the distance it would have to cover in that amount of time and for these predictions for these things to happen like at the speed it would have to be traveling uh, it would have either flung itself into our sun uh, in the last, you know, in, if this planet had formed in the same time that our planet had, you know, Earth had formed in the millions and millions, billions of years that our solar system has existed, uh, it would have flung itself into the sun or it would have reached escape velocity and it would be shooting out uh, through our galaxy, uh, just traveling uh, between the stars as there are some it, objects. It would be a rogue that. planet at this point. Right. there, they, It's... A lot of these theories, a lot of physicists, a lot of astronomers are are, are pretty adamant and, and pretty sure that this could not happen. We could not have a planet that exists like this or has the same kind of uh, the these numbers that these predictions are putting out are impossible because you couldn't have a planet that that travels like this. The, the, or, the orbits that these uh, doomsday cultists or you know doomsayers, whatever. Uh, propose would be impossible for a planet to maintain that kind of orbit, you know, in the, uh, to be able to, and also to land near us. If if it had traveled at some point, like even in 3000 years, we'd still be able to, to examine evidence and we'd still be able to it, see evidence of its effect, its gravitational pull on our sun. It would, like, there would it be, would like be a, here a thousands of times. In our sun. There would be a, uh, like in the orbits of other planets, you'd be able to see the evidence. There is very, it is very, it looks very, very, very unlikely that there is some sort of giant planet that the size that, you know, Nancy describes this planet as being bigger than Jupiter, you know, basically a, an uncollapsed star, you know, be having a extremely high density, you would be able to see the effects on other planets. Like the orbits would be jacked up. Everything would be messed up. Even if it's like Zell just said, if it were to pull debris, like if, if it were to pull debris to, uh, behind it, we would still be able to see that debris in our telescopes. Like you'd still be able to see it's evidence of like it traveling, pulling these things like these, unless you know, everything it's towing is there. dark matter. It's a dark sun. Towing dark, dark sun, matter, dark matter, dark planet. But yeah, because if it's if it's a thirty six hundred year orbit, and we think 
this solar system's been here, what, they think like, oh, maybe 4 billion years. That's a lot of orbits of this one thing. You should be able to tell. There'd be evidence of it. Easily. Easy evidence of it. However, that doesn't mean that we've found every body in the solar system. If we're going to no. go a scientific route, we don't know everything that's floating around out past poor old planet nine Pluto has been removed from a planet to a dwarf planet status. There could be, so like if you're going to go like, there may be something lurking out there. Like in they, the Kepler, out in the Kepler belt or whatever. Yeah, because they found belt. they found Pluto, they found Kepler? Eris, they found Sedna. These are other like dwarf planets that are way the fuck out there. So if you go with, there's something that they call, I think it's called Bode's Law, which is not, it's not mathematically or scientifically 100%, but it works okay for counting planets in a solar system within like so many percentage. It's not guaranteed. It didn't work for Uranus. It, it failed on that one. But what it says is it goes with like astronomical units and it's like roughly like every orbit of the next planet's like 60% farther away, roughly, or something like that. So Earth is like 1.0, Mars is, these are, so an astronomical unit is the distance from the sun to Earth. That's where we go, and it's so many what, millions of kilometers. I can't remember the, the number off the top of my head. But they say if you go with this Bode's Law and you start jumping and jumping, most of them are within like a few percent of calculating the distance. So if you start jumping out there, they think there might be a planet nine, hypothetical, hard to prove because it probably doesn't emit light, something at like 614 astronomical units. So if you did in consideration, Pluto is at 38.8. So it'll be something else. So there'll be something way the fuck out there. And we talked about it last on last week's uh, space news. Some people think there there might be a like a object out there tugging Neptune. On, yeah, t- like tugging on the gravitational pull of those outer planets. So some people think there is an actual planet 9 something at least as massive or more than Earth. But it's like it doesn't it's so Pulling far away. On these guys it, out there. Yeah, it's so far away that it doesn't emit light, so you can't like you can't see it. So you have to go with like mathematical probabilities and I don't know, Dan, what else do we know about that? Because there's, it's, it's a lot of people say no chance. And there's a few people that say, well, there's some scientists. Yeah. That are like, no, there's, there's still gather. Scientists are still gathering data about exactly what is outside of our solar system. Like, like you said, Pluto has been downgraded to a dwarf planet. Uh, They have since, you know, they have since changed the definition of uh, what a planet is what it is to be a planet, basically that a planet has to exist um, in a stable, you know, concentric orbit with the other planets, uh, other planets of its same size. And that it has to clear the, it has to kind of clear the, the, the orbit that it's in. So, you know, we, we, earth has a relatively clear orbit. We don't pass through a bunch of things, uh, stuff like that. Like Jupiter, Jupiter kind of does Jupiter passes through stuff, but it's still kind of just a giant planet. Um, but the, uh, 
also it has to like i said it has to have the concentric orbit so all of the other planets like up to uranus kind of have the same type of orbit on the same kind of plane that earth does and that uh Pluto has its own kind of weird little orbit. It's got this highly elliptical orbit where it kind of goes like if you were to put them all on a plane, uh, Pluto kind of goes at this weird angle that is like, you know, 35, you know, 30 degrees uh, different from the other planets. And Mm. so, you know, when they change the definitions, they're like, okay, well, you know, Pluto is a dwarf planet. Okay, well, we have these other stuff that we found out there orbiting around, and even in our, uh, you know, in our asteroid belt, there there are things that can be considered considered dwarf planets, like Ceres and and uh, other stuff. Like, uh, what's the other one that's out there? There's a Setna or whatever, the one that's like floating out there. Setna, yeah. But they're saying now that there are objects outside in the Kuiper Belt. So the Kuiper Belt is a relatively a uh, recent concept and the Kuiper belt is the kind of uh, all of the things that orbit uh, outside of kind of Neptune, like trans Neptunian. So anything that's outside Neptune, Neptune's orbit is considered like the Kuiper belt. So there's all these things. There is this kind of theoretical, uh, like it's like another asteroid belt, I suppose. And then you can, um, there are a lot of other objects that are kind of caught up in our sun's gravitational pull that kind of hang out out there. So now you have scientists trying to kind of sort through the Kuiper belt and then beyond the Kuiper belt, there's what is now it's also theoretical, the Oort cloud or Oort cloud, uh, which is another bunch of uh, theoretical a spherical kind of that's the uh, edge of the solar uh, system technically the Oort cloud yeah it's like a it's like a spherical debris field really like the the sun is picking up like a big dust ball so it's like all this stuff that the sun is going through you know traveling around our galaxy uh the center of our galaxy and it's just like picking up stuff along the way so that's your Oort cloud so now scientists are kind of like searching through there now scientists haven't fully explored these you know, Kuiper belt and the Oort cloud, you know, you can't really explore this stuff. Cause like you said before, yeah, there's not a lot of light out there. So if stuff isn't reflecting light, we're not able to see it uh, with our ground telescopes and things like that. But we're putting up new telescopes all the time. Uh, we're going to put up the new, uh, is it the web telescope, James Webb James telescope Webb. going up there. Yeah. yeah. Though when that one comes online, you know, that's going to be a big shit. So Did you imagine they kinda... launched the James Webb and they're just like, Oh shit, it's, it's coming. <laughs> <laughs> she was right first day turn it on <laughs> uh, but uh right now you know some scientists say that there's kind of like this informal race to find uh these other dwarf planets uh zell mentioned before that uh that some scientists believe that they found evidence that there is some sort of object traveling through the Kuiper belt Their their hypothesis or their, their evidence that they cite is that there's kind of like a weird pull on some of the objects outside uh, in the Kuiper belt. Like there has to be something traveling through that area to, to make this, the, the, these concentrations of of debris or or objects that they see with their telescopes uh, you know but the thing is is that more data is coming in and since scientists said that which was a while ago uh now the the hypothesis has kind of evolved where it's like actually the more that we look through the kuiper belt the more objects that we're finding so it now fits a more 
uniform model. So now it's more a uniform distribution of these objects. So they're the evidence for a, a large Earth-like planet or something floating around there is getting pretty slim. If there's more dwarf planets out there, that's still totally possible. But something like an actual planet that could perhaps at one time, uh, you know, had oceans or is is the size of Jupiter oceans you know, 24 times the size of Jupiter as Nancy leader would would propose is kind of well, I she think was many, she uh, was reaching at that point and astronomers would be like that's impossible <laughs> she at that point she's going for clicks because she's over two she's like I gotta make this even better yeah. what do you mean let's at that call point, it uh, let's go bigger I think she's been going for clicks the let's entire go time well maybe maybe the first one maybe uh, she got contacted she got it completely wrong started backpedaling it's like well I'm gonna I got double down, got it even more wrong, and then uh, started really started swinging. But yeah, as far as this one goes, um, let's do some quick uh, some quick conclusions. I think we can all agree. But Braden, what do you think? Well, I think Nancy is full of shit. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think she's taken uh, Stinchin's work and added on to it and made her own thing with, and you know, she's, she's made a very well, uh, she's made a very good little side hustle for herself with uh, Zeta talk. But at what point can you keep making predictions and then keep claiming yourself to be, you know, psychic? This is just like me being like, Hey, listen, motherfuckers, everyone listen to this. I'm psychic. And the world's going to end. Everyone thinks it's going to end 2020. It's not really. You think 2020 is bad? Just wait until February 3rd, 2021. Because that shit, shit's about to fucking... Your minds are going to blow up. Because um, not Planet Nibiru or Planet X. uh, Planet 12... I know I'm jumping ahead. That's that's how weird of an orbit this thing's on. It's actually Planet Twelve. <laughs> planet XII. That, that was Sitchin, Sitchin's book called it Planet Twelve. He also counted the moon and the sun. And the sun but, yeah. So. yeah, well, he's an idiot. I'm not counting those. <laughs> I'm talking these are other planets. XII. February 2021. Look out! It's, it's going to be a mess. You heard it here first. And if by then shit hasn't happened. Well, and I'll just uh, I'll move the I'll move the I'll move the needle. Change the math. Better start you know, buying the toilet paper. Were wrong. The scripts were wrong. Buy all that gotcha. toilet paper while you can. Andrew, what do you think? No, I think Nancy's a very uh, believable individual. I just you know I think she's just had some hard time with her. No, she's full of shit. She's launched her website. She's selling fucking survival tactics for the end of the world. She's. I don't know, man. I don't buy it for a goddamn second. She's 0-4. Zelstradamus has got a better record than her. All right? <laughs> Dan? As far as, as Nancy's theories go, I don't think there's very much evidence supporting any of her stuff. I, she is, yeah, 0-3. I think Nancy is definitely full of shit. Whether there's more dwarf planets or planetoids out in the Kuiper Belt or Oort Cloud to discover, that's still something up in the air. Um, we very much have not explored... Uh, volumetrically we've only explored a small part of our solar system nothing 
Um, Barely nothing. Everything outside of that is like, yeah, we haven't we haven't seen what's really out there. Um, so yeah, like there could be something out there, but is there something that's gonna like smash through our planet or has some some place in the past? disrupted our thing i really don't think so i yep. really don't think that's happened unless there's a dark matter dark energy body that we can't see or detect there's no giant planet coming through inner solar system anytime soon but yes i i 100 think well 100 i know scientists know there's still who countless untold rocks floating out there we haven't identified size wise i have no idea i don't know what's physically possible but I always think, I always think size it's isn't everything, Zell. All right, hundred percent. Zell's not everything. It's motion. Damn straight. Anyways, but it's like, I I hate when people say like, yeah, we've discovered, we know everything about this. There's no chance that it could be this. They're like, well, I don't. Not in sciences, absolutes don't ever really work that well in science. Like, there, you always get to a point where like stuff, something breaks down, like our equations start to break down when you start getting into quantum mechanics and all this stuff, like unknown what's out there so yeah i think there's other stuff floating around do i think it's a 23 times larger than jupiter uh vertically challenged planet of color no i do not <laughs> um, very eloquently put Zell. thank you got that nailed it i think i nailed it that time i think so too uh what do you want to get into next well, um, why don't we get into a little space news? Ooh, new graphic. Ooh, that's been there Are for a while. New graphic? Doesn't you know? You, I, you never um, see it. I've not seen it until today. Huh. <laughs> Scientists are calling for a serious study of unidentified aerial phenomenon. This is coming off the heels of basically the government saying that one. Uh, you know, the gimlet, the tic-tac, those videos are of objects that are, they have no idea what the fuck these things are. And secondly, that they have a craft of unknown, uh, unknown origins, not of this earth that is still yet to be refuted. Let's put that out there. Uh, now scientists are saying, all right, well, we need to get a serious study going of unidentified aerial phenomenon. Yeah. Interesting times. I mean, the Navy has the Unidentified Aerial Phenomenon Task or Phenomena Task Force that they started back in August after the announcement that, yes, has not been refuted, even though maybe it was misquoted about having off-world vehicles. Still have not seen any more news about that. It's crazy. Nothing else was ever said about it again, right? We you still have to take it at face value you of can't just what that article said since they refuted other claims in the article. Except that line. Except the quote. So, the 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 COVID pandemic has overshadowed everything, including that aliens are real and we got their craft. <laughs> I just it doesn't say that. Dan, it does not say that. He says they have off wheel off world vehicles. <laughs> it doesn't not say that. Like, I don't. Yeah, you got to admit though, Dan, <laughs> that claim has not been refuted yet. Even, even if it was misquoted, no one's ever came out and said, like, well, actually, he said this, and we just took this version of the quote. I haven't heard, even seen that story yet, so it's still crazy. Either way, <laughs> fucking crazy. 
So I've only seen, yeah, I've only seen those ones. Yeah, sure. Uh, Why UAP not? <laughs> test force. Get on the job. Do it. Let's get yeah, it. Yeah, sure. Yeah, sh- yeah, sure. You're sure. Give me some UFOs. Give me some proof. Um, Asteroid Banu carries organic material consi- consistent. <laughs> <laughs> you done? No. You done? Keep going, no. piano necktie. Let's go. with <laughs> the ingredients for life. <laughs> um, that's correct basically they found this uh, asteroid Bennu and they think it's uh, you know it's in orbit since 2018 they've been looking at this thing and now they're looking at it and they're going this thing has all the ingredients of life With that and also even cooler is that they're going to bounce a probe off the surface collecting material to be analyzed later the Osiris like, Rex, yeah, a probe like crash yes. into it. No, they said it's gonna bounce, so I'm guessing it's gonna <laughs> gently skim the surface, scooping up some material, and then they're gonna try and it's get the gonna crash. Well, Scoops. Good, good chance it's gonna probably gonna crash and blow Scoops. up, but it's, it's gonna crash. There's no fucking bouncing off Scoops. an object. It's just gonna fucking go and scoop, crash, bounce off, and Everybody. then fuck, they're gonna. Fu- Two scoops of raisins, fucking bingo, bango, bongo, breakfast, fucking problem solved. Easy peas. Hey, I'm hungry. But if they get, if they actually can bounce this probe off the surface, scoop up some material, it'll be the first of its kind to return it back to Earth. If it works. Yeah. So that's fucking pretty cool. So that's, when's that supposed to happen? Soon. Bring me home a symbiote. That's all I ask. Just get me one. Mm. That's all I need. Yeah. It said in just a few days, so this is on October 9th, so it could be today. Okay, well, Could be I'm today they're bouncing symbiote. it. I'm waiting. October 20th on NASA's website says that's when they're looking to bounce this baby off the surface of that asteroid. And I can wait that long. We'll see what happens. Stay tuned. Okay. Um, there may be a planet out there better suited to life than Earth. For uh, sure. Basically, maybe Earth isn't as easy to form life as we think and that there is better means um they've started to look at uh what astronomers have called in quotes super habitable planets for years but now we may have found our first few candidates uh, among thousands of exoplanets beyond our solar system uh schmaltz makuch and his colleagues <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa what <laughs> did the fuck did you just say <laughs> backtrack right now say that name one more time among the thousands of exo- exoplanets beyond our solar system, Schultz, Makuch, and his nice. colleagues. That's just the, I guarantee you that's the exact pronunciation. Schultz, Makuch? It's not. It's just the greatest call name Schultz I've ever Schultz, Makuch right now. Call Get him on the line. Get him on the line. Uh, uh, and his colleagues have identified line. two dozen that appear to be more hospitable than Earth in at least one per- respect. Right. So uh, these two motherfuckers... I don't know if it's two motherfuckers or one hyphenated motherfucker. Schultz Either way, Macooch. Well, it's Schultz hyphen Macooch, but Schultz I don't know if Macooch. it's two or one, but they're looking, they're like, hey, listen, there's better places to live. There's better places to live. Um I'm on it. Put me on the next shuttle out. Let's go. <laughs> Let's get out. Yeah. Plans going down the tube. Uh, the the closest one is only 124 light years away, and they're calling it a super habitable planet. 
There's plenty of regions. Uh, this I found this article on sciencealert.com. Uh, you can look it up if you want. Uh, what else do I got? Uh, that's all I had for space news. Did I have anything else? Do you guys have anything? No, that's good space news for the day. I'm, not, I'm really excited little... about that at that probe bouncing off that fucking comet or asteroid. Yeah. That's going to be dope. Ba-ding! Um, pretty excited for into... Schultz McCooch. Schultz McCooch. Schultz McCooch. Schultz McCooch. Find us some planets. Um, why don't we go to a UFO case file of the week? Let's see what we got. Let's do it. Randomatron, the most non-annoying machine on the market today. Here we go. Yeah. Come on, you little fuck. Oh, what's it going to be? Oh. Oh, it's on. Long goose file. Fuck yeah. All right, hold on. I got to get uh I got to get in the right mindset for this. Hold on. All right, I'm ready. I'm fucking ready. Wow. Sweet crickets, I'm ready. All right, so at the beginning of these things, obviously, we know that this happened to a friend of a friend of a friend of mine. But in order for me to tell the story, I'm going to have to say the first person so it sounds good, right? Yep. Mm. So I don't know, I'm going to go on a limb here and just, you know, assume that this happened in a coastal city somewhere, you know. We could probably describe it best as a city somewhat like British Columbia, you know. Nice somewhere place. In, somewhere okay. in British Columbia, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense to me. So, okay. you know, run of the mill night, early evening, let's say 8 a.m., call comes in. Drop 911 call. Zero description of the event. All that we know is that a friend of a friend of a friend of ours is going to a ritzier area of a coastal city. I know that mostly reserved for the wealthy that live in. So they pull up to this uh, address and it's a very nice house. Big, big gated community. Drive up, shrubbery all the way up. Big, big doors. Get there. Bang on the door. Nobody answers. A lot of the times that happens. You assume maybe the person's suffering from an emergency and can't come to the door. So you let yourself in. Luckily, the doors were open. Didn't have to call for backup to break the doors down. Now you get in and you immediately kind of call out to be like, hey, you know, every, you know, you know, so-and-so ambulance service. We're here to help. You know, is anybody there? Can you hear us? You know, yell out. Nobody answers. Lights are off. You know, as soon as you walk in, you see this giant grand staircase. You see a piano. It's very dark, and it's like, that well, it seems like just nobody's home. It's kind of, you know, it's very peculiar, eerie vibe. Feels like, like, the moonlit Sonata should be playing from, like, fucking Resident Evil. You're like, this is kind of, I'm getting heebie-jeebies, you know? So yeah. you can need to walk around this big, beautiful front entrance of this home yelling, hey, you know, is anybody there? Can you hear us? And, you know, you can't help but see, like, beautiful artwork on the walls. And, you know, as you keep walking, you see all these diplomas, you know, and they look to be, like, Medi- you know, I'm assuming they're medical diplomas. You can't really tell because they're written what looks to be German. You can't really tell. As we continue walking, you can see kind of a light coming from a staircase leading to a basement. So you're like, okay, this is fucking spooky. 
and believe it or not, our friend of a friend of ours is a little bit of a pussy like myself. So he's already being like, eh, this is kind of creepy. I'm not enjoying this very much. So they descend down the staircase and continue calling out, calling out. And all of a sudden you can kind of hear these faint mumbles, right? Faint mumbles, but it can't really make it out. It doesn't really make much sense. Like and you it. walk down the staircase and you have like this it. immaculate basement. It's like you walked into like almost like a surgery room. Everything's beautifully clean. Everything's marble and white tile like everywhere. It's just and these bright, bright, like blinding fucking lights. And you're like, this is fucking weird, man. Like just getting some like super like serial killer vibes from this basement all of a sudden. Right. And the mumbles keep getting louder and louder and louder. And you keep yelling and yelling and yelling. And you get to this big open room and there's a chair and you can see this man slouched on top of this, what looks to be potentially a woman and the woman's not moving and all you can see is pieces of her face folded forward and you're like, what the fuck is happening here? It looks like this man is eating this woman like instantly filled your pants like what the fuck is happening and you yell like hey oh like what's going on like is everybody okay and the guy's not looking up hey ho ho yeah like exactly like you're trying to like what's going on I'm doing our best impression here to like startle him and be like stop eating her face just stop you know and (laughs) knock it off don't just fucking don't like if I had a water bottle I'd spray it quit and be like no stop it no Quit it. And like, you're like instantly like this, this man is lurched over this woman and her face looks like it's like peeled off. And you're like, is this man eating her fucking face? And I'm like, I have to get closer because nobody's fucking answering me right now. And I don't want to, because this is disgusting. And you get closer. And it turns out that this man was giving this woman a black market facelift. Oh, fuck. and had a fucking stroke and stroked out on top of her and went semi unconscious and couldn't speak because he was aphasic and he was only making mumbles. But yeah, it was horrifying. Fuck. Absolutely horrifying. How'd the face of turn out? Not yeah, good because looked? he stroked out halfway through it. And usually you're only supposed to be making incisions from like the base of the fucking earlobe up to like basically like the top of the forehead. And he went like all the way up. And she was like scalped almost. It was bad. It wasn't oh, good. Uh, the so, lengths we go for beauty. Moral of the story. Yeah. Do not get black market facelifts. Get normal ones. Just pay, pay for the it. Money. If you want one, just get it. Brain's going on his third and he looks pretty good. If you really can't afford one you in, can't even in, tell. Can't, in North I got America, a good guy. go yeah. somewhere, go to Turkey, go somewhere cheaper. You can get it done there still professionally. It just costs you less. Yeah. The boys are going to Turkey to get hair transplants. So. Damn right. Yeah. Damn straight. Case what? file 180. What are we doing with our Spotify We're all gonna money? We're fucking golden fucking mullets. What are we doing with our Spotify Business money? We're going to Turkey. Back. Listen, we're getting gold-plated diapers, and we're <laughs> going to Turkey and getting hair transplants. Boom. It's fucking happening. Book it. All right, let's. Uh, I'm going to give a theorite of the week. This week's <laughs> theorite of the week. I'm giving it to Brandon Imada for Brandon Imada. The picture of uh, Braden's face reflecting in Morpheus's. Sunglasses with the blue pill and the silica pack. <laughs> Genius. <laughs> that was great. Don't eat those. Yeah. Don't, eat, don't, don't eat, them. eat those. I mean, we if can't you do see that enough, if you do, we and may you have live, made a joke about eating them. Don't eat them. 
If you do eat them and you do live, call us. Tell us about it. We want to know. <laughs> You'll get really sick. But don't eat them. Don't. Don't eat them. Anyways, don't if you, eat them. If you want to. Don't become woke. Yeah. Unless you can you become want woke to. other ways than eating the silica pack. <laughs> but if don't you want to, if you want to see uh, that picture, go to our Facebook page and join the Theorite Facebook group. That's where all the good shit is. It'll be in there, and it'll also be on Discord. And I think the last thing we're gonna do this week, I'm going to read some new, yeah, fucking. Patreons. What we all been waiting for, baby. New play it, yeah. The fucking Zeltron Just music. Fucking play it, Zell. Stop talking and lay it on us, brother. <laughs> My <laughs> shoulders have been waiting. You're Woo! gonna get so sick of the song. No, we won't. You better make another one. I was like humming this song the other day. Like it was just popped into my head. I was like, I don't, what? (laughs) All right. Patrons supporting the week of October 5th to October 12th. We got Sir Dubbingsley. Dubbingsley. Michelle Hester. Evan Arnashus. Arnacious, maybe, perhaps. Kristen, Leroy, Melissa Sparks, Tom Gregory, Jay Folds, and Kyle Weir. If you want to support your boys and get early access to case files, the live stream, all our bonus episodes and everything we do, head over to patreon.com slash alien theorist podcast or find the link in this podcast description and that's it for this week brains too drunk say your sign off line bitch keep those eyes (laughs) on the skies stick around for after hours if you're on patreon